just uh, want to say thank you. Thank you. To all the horns that chill upon the sea island. God bless all hundred children upon the sea islands and all islands of the world right now, especially them we did in Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, Leeward Islands, and all the rest of children down Barbados, all around Trinidad, where Rian and Ting and Win and Ting, the kind of fun on children right now. This year, day, we give upliftment to the living legacy and pay ancestral homage from We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. And you know we always start this year thing off laying a hon on know who this year be. This year the queen quite head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad he hunted on tune in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This evening, instead of dedicate this year program, the ancestors and thing will be done crossover. Let we take a moment of silence in prayer for safety for all these y'all and the thing like that this year, hurricane season. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. We're so glad for day year one more again with Hunter Chillin' from this year Gully Get Your Rhythm Radio. This year the We Show, as you know. Plenty of Hunter Chillin' in Yeti. We the crack we teeth last week and things like that, because we've been in storm preparation. Because this year thing called Irma been a kind vibe. Right now, we got plenty of other things that going on all throughout the world, not just in the Gully Get Nation. And right now, Hunter Chillin', this year, part of what we been a Yeti for me ton on forget pun this year we show this evening. But uh, Maria is now a dangerous Category 4 hurricane that is expected to impact the island within the next few hours. It looks like that area is a little bit shielded by some mountains perhaps from the wind, but we're looking now at 130 mile an hour winds and a really tiny pinhole eye. Uh, we call it from the National Hurricane Center with this storm. That shows it's rapidly intensifying. It's up to Category 4 now, moving to the west-northwest at 9 miles an hour. Hurricane hunters uh, should be in there by 7.30. The next flight at least will be in there, and we're going to see those observations at 8. Uh, could potentially show us some even stronger winds, so we definitely have to watch out for this one. Hurricane watch now has been issued for Hispaniola as well as a tropical storm watch. Hurricane warnings continue for Puerto Rico, southward down through Guadalupe and into Martinique. Those islands are expected to be impacted by this storm. Again, winds of about 145 miles an hour as we go into early Tuesday morning. By the time we get to Wednesday, you're looking at a category, nearly a Category 5 storm impacting Puerto Rico, then continuing on to the north and west. It looks like it may start to decrease in intensity some because of some unfavorable upper-level winds and also some interaction with those islands, but it looks like it's going to be, gosh, a, a real problem for these folks in the U.S., British Virgin Islands, throughout Puerto Rico, the northern coast there of Dominican Republic, very concerned about the Turks and Caicos, and a lot of rainfall, of course, is expected as well, as much as two feet, especially across those U.S. and British Virgin Islands. That's the place I'm the most concerned about right now, so we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that as we go through the next several hours. So Son of Chillin just yet to snow about the time this year broadcast going off eight o'clock. It's going to be a new broadcast going on from the Weather Channel because we did in the peak of the hurricane season and thing like that. So, Hunter Chillin, let me crack me out the repeat like this year and thing like that. So, all the rest of Chillin can stand. Everyone needs to be very serious about 
storm preparedness. If you evacuated the last time and you figured, well, I came back, everything was fine in my house, I still had light, all this other stuff. Do not sit here and do what most people do, which is take everything they currently have for granted. Because all you need to do, go right now to Bing and look at Barbuda, a place you may have never heard before, never, never ever heard of before. It was in the Leeward Islands, population of 1,700 people, the ABC Islands, okay, Aruba and Barbuda, all right? Y'all need to go and look at this and look at what just happened. I'm sure that 1,700 people on Barbuda never thought that they all would be taken off their island altogether. One storm came in at the rate that Maria is heading across the same area that Irma just went through. So when you hear folks posting and talking about be prepared, it's not a joke. It's not something to take lightly. It's not something that you can say, well, yeah, yeah, let me procrastinate. I still got time. Um, Yeah, they say next weekend and all of that. And then you're rushing out to the stores in a panic. And by the time you decided to make a move, so did several thousand other people at the same time. So definitely be aware, be prepared. These are critical terminologies. This is not something I just started saying now. Many of you have heard this for years now, and we've talked about climate change. We've talked about the dynamics of how that interfaces when you live in a coastal region, coastal areas, and especially when you live on islands in regard to sea level rise. And we've touched on the fact that also the intensity of what is happening with the ozone layer due to the carbon emissions causes the water to warm. The water warming then causes the hurricanes to strengthen. So the intensity of hurricanes is interrelated to climate change. I understand, I overstand not grasping the concept of how in the world some polar ice cap way up where you're thinking of Santa Claus and all kind of stuff in the North Pole might have something to do with you on a sea island. You would look at that and yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, they say the water here is higher because of that, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, I'll tell you what. Take a cup of water, fill it halfway, but then take ice cubes and continue to drop it in the cup of water and tell me if you don't have to consider when you stop dropping ice in the cup before the water spills out. Water spilling out and down, then leave the ice. Once you have filled it up, let ice come up over the rim of the cup. Leave the ice, let the ice melt, and let's see if it looks the same as when you only filled the cup of water to half. So understand and understand that bodies of water are interconnected. This is how humans need to understand. We're made of water. We are really interconnected. Bodies of water laying down on the earth are interconnected. So if something happens in one area, no matter how many miles and miles away, where you can't fathom it, a place you may never visit in your lifetime, what happens there? still has an effect on you, and it's a cumulative effect action. So even our behaviors of throwing styrofoam bags and cans and plastic bottles 
out the car windows, out into the roads and streets, not taking your garbage to the dumpsters where the counties and the states take the garbage away or the townships take the garbage away for you. You take it and you go throw it in the ditch, you throw it alongside the road. You live on a sea island, that bag gets into the ditches. The ditches get clogged. The storm comes, the rain is pouring, the water's coming up high tide from the creek. All of that then gets blocked by your garbage because your one trifling action now has a negative impact on an entire community of people whose yards and houses could get flooded because the water could have flowed normally and naturally through the pipes and through the whole system of ditches out to the estuaries, out to the creeks, out to the rivers, and taking the storm water away from land but your one action had a negative impact and blocked that from everybody else. So instead, the road can overflow with water and someone could kill themselves driving because that road is not normally wet. The road could overflow with water and someone's car stalls out and they're now stuck there. And if there's a surge and there's a quick, rapid flood, a flash flood of water, they could drown all because of your one trifle in action. So I bring that up. Because many of you know March is Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month. We removed over 80-something bags this year from the sides of a road, one one road area. We've removed over 150 to 200 bags a season with many Gullah Geechee Volunteer Months from different roads along St. Helena Island, all because people throw things out the window that should have been taken to the garbage. If your mama didn't raise you right, I can't re-raise you, but I would encourage you to change your thoughts. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that it's somebody else's job to clean up behind you. Change your thoughts. Clean up behind yourself. That would help where we don't have these massive impacts that we're even dealing with a week after a storm has passed through because we still have ditches that are clogged. So here it is that we take preventative measures, but if we only just take one measure at a time and then linger, 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 we won't have the intense, immense level of change happen as rapidly as we need it to happen. And we need to have it happen as rapidly as i seen this Maria turn from a tropical depression to a tropical storm to now she is a Category 4 hurricane. She was a Category 2 this morning. So we're talking about a very rapid increase in intensity of a hurricane. This ain't nothing to play with, y'all. This ain't nothing tall, tall to play with. Now, I'm watching as I talk to you and Maria right now, and let us keep the positive prayers going. Let us keep the positive energy out here going. But at the same time that you pray, I need you to prepare because the tracking right now is only predictions. Remember, the Weather Channel people, the science people are not God. I heard people actually say pray on the Weather Channel today. And I was like, now we talking. Well, we have the spiritual people and the scientists meeting minds and that they realize it ain't going to hurt you to say pray. It ain't going to hurt you to do some praying. If you don't know how, don't feel shame. 
get around some very spiritual people and let them help you learn how to pray to God Almighty in a positive way, not for stuff just for you, for all the world. Let's put the positive energy out here and let's shift Maria away from the coast. We did it with Irma. We've done it with Lee because Hurricane, well, yeah, he still had Cat 1 Hurricane. Hurricane Jose, I mean, Lee is out there floating around. He dancing around. He just spinning. He involved in no humans and no land. He might be messing with the sea creatures, but I think they can hang. But here it is that Hurricane Jose, we have prayed and prayed and prayed that it would move away and move away from all of our friends and family and supporters as it heads north, northeast into the northeast. And so we see it moving off. That's an area that I have a lot of appreciation for and a lot of people I work with are up there. And so our prayers are with you. We're sending you love. We're sending you light. We're sending you safe energy. And we're praying that the storm continues to push away. Now, there is something that, as a scientist, I'm very intrigued about with the current storms, Maria and Jose. And this is called the Fujiwara effect. I believe it's also the fact that I'm a dancer, that I'm so intrigued by the two storms being out there. Many of you follow us at Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition on Facebook, Gullah Geechee TV on Facebook, and at Twitter, we are at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. If you followed us since last year during this hurricane season, you saw that I put up a video about the Fujiwara effect. If you're following now, you saw me just put up a posting from the weatherchannel.com, weather.com, that they talk about how one storm will affect the other. Well, the Fujiwara effect basically picks up on the energy of two storms, one might say it that way. If they're 900 miles apart or closer and they start to draw into each other, where one might think, oh, oh, they're going to come together and form one big old massive storm. But they just like a lot of y'all. They can come in close proximity to others, but they don't join in. They end up instead spinning each other. So they look like dancers. They look like somebody doing a nice, wide, swift turn. I think of the hustle. Many of you now call it ballroom or stepping. Think about when you toil a partner. It kind of looks like that, and that dancer part of me, the artistic part of me, and the scientific part of me comes together when I watch them showing this on television, the Fujiwara effect with these storms. And so that would mean pushing one storm up and throwing the other one down, and one would be in the north and one would be in the south. Now, we don't need any of them to come in either direction if they're going to come toward land. But be prepared, even if you hear the weathercasters say that the Euro model, which has been the most accurate model so far, throughout us watching Irma, throughout us watching Lee, throughout us watching Harvey, the Euro model has been the most accurate model. The USGFS has been off, and the Euro has been just about spot on, as some people would say, or dead on it, all right? So with that, they're now showing in a lot of the models that 
once Maria goes across many of the same islands and picks up on other islands that she just scathes by, Irma scathes by, Maria's heading dead at them. And so we're in the U.S. Virgin Islands. We already had St. Thomas and St. John hit before. They're talking about St. Croix getting hit by Maria, where Puerto Rico had one side of it that Irma touched on. Now the eye is supposed to go across Puerto Rico. So these are the kinds of things. There's parts of the Leeward Islands that she's going across them where she didn't before go across these same islands. So we have to look at that. We have to look at the fact that I've spoken to folks down in Trinidad. They said the weather there has been erratic lately. But I contacted them today to try to see, well, is there rain? because part of the swalls from the storms will break off and float, and then they bring rain or wind. But a lot of times you can see the rain on the predictions online where the swalls will break off and the rain will come to areas. And these are all mountainous areas. They're not like the Gullah Geechee Nations Islands that are flat. Many of the islands that I'm talking about tonight are actually mountainous one of which the world realizes by now is mountainous, and that is the island of Saint-Domingue, where you have Haiti and Dominican Republic on the island together. Those two countries split the island in half. This storm is expected to go right over them. I haven't seen anything in regard to Cuba Cuba on this last report, but we do know that Cuba got touched and hit the last time with Irma. I also just got off of a call with someone who is in emergency management that does things on the federal level with the U.S., and it was saying that, you know, Cuba does not get resources in like many other countries. That is the same case for the Gullah Geechee Nation. Don't fool yourself. We get resources and people go out there and get them, but ain't nobody coming to bring nothing in here. So when I tell you to be prepared, and when I say to you, remember the Proverbs of the Elders, things like put away something for a rainy day, I don't believe our ancestors anticipated storm rains. They were just talking about for you to have something in case of an emergency. Well, this is a time of emergency. This is a time of recovery, and this is a time of preparation. So this is a time that we need to look at the communal nature of families in the Gullah Geechee Nation. We need to grind back to old land marketing like that, where people actually come together, pool resources. Make sure that you farm, harvest food, and put them away in places that you can have it stored up so that if the stores are not open, you can't go there to get no food. What do you already have and what ways do you have to ensure that you have dried fruits, for instance, dried vegetables, dried legumes so that you can have those that if you had to, as they say, hunker down, if you could not evacuate, if you could not leave, if you didn't have the money to do it or you just physically can't get out, do you have as a resource at your disposal at that point 
that you can use right where you are to still thrive and survive until the stores may open. And now the stores and the store owners don't mean you necessarily no harm. If they evacuate to make sure that they are fine with their families, when they do decide to try to come back, remember we have bridges throughout the Sea Islands. They might not be able to get back on. This was the case with both Irma and Matthew. Hurricane, I mean, Hurricane Irma had lowered in intensity to Tropical Storm Irma when it reached Beaufort County, South Carolina. Hurricane Matthew came into Beaufort, South Carolina. In both cases, Tropical Storm or Hurricane, the bridge that goes across the Harbor Island, Hunting Island, and Fripp Island couldn't be used. People could not come back on. They had to wait several days. They had to work on the bridge to get the bridge back functioning. One of the biggest concerns in Florida was the number of bridges that connect up various areas of Florida and how many of them were going to be able to withstand the rush of the water and the rush of the wind and how long would they stand if they were sustained winds. Sudden winds or surges of wind hit you and move on, hit you and move on, hit you and move on. But sustained winds means it just keeps on blowing, keeps on blowing, keeps on blowing. And so now you have water hitting because it's coming on along with the wind, and then the wind itself is just constantly bashing. This is what happens when you talk storms, things in the tropics. So when they call them tropical depressions, tropical storms, then hurricanes, typhoons even is another name, but that's over in the Pacific, not usually the Atlantic, that they call them typhoons. All of these things have major and generally negative impacts on land contact, especially inhabitable land. But whether it's inhabitable or uninhabitable land, if there's vegetation there, that generally gets destroyed. Many of you saw that I posted some pictures that, to me, I just saw God in them. I just saw God answering through them. One was the pictures of me in the field of all the peas that grew up. The field that those peas grew up in, I had just broadcast those seeds in that field before they said Hurricane Irma was coming. That's a couple of days before. The water flooded the field. So I'm thinking either the seeds are destroyed, the seeds floated out of the ground, or it's going to be so much water it's not going to do anything. And instead, it did the direct opposite. Little peas plants grew up all over the field. And now I wished I had broadcast them fully through the entire field, but the reason I had gotten out of the field that I was broadcasting the seeds was because a rain came up out of nowhere that was beating against my face and everything else, and I had to quickly take cover. So here it is that this is that rainy, stormy season, but in the midst of it you find life and you thank some of us, thank God for the blessing of it. So we go to the other island, go to Palawana Island. I notice a butterfly, lime green butterfly. He flies, and now I realize he lands on something. I'm so busy 
burning things, I don't really pay much attention at first, and then it hits me, wait a minute. That butterfly is landing on a red flower. Where that red flower come from? This red flower was not there before Hurricane Irma. I am telling you, this flower came up with the storm. It was not there, and within just a couple of days after this storm, now it's not a full week, this flower looks fully grown, standing up, and this butterfly was so enjoying this flower. It's like he didn't know what to do with himself. He was truly getting all the nectar he could get out this flower, or she was. So it's interesting because that lime green butterfly, I saw an exact butterfly that color, and I hadn't seen him before. Saw him back on St. Helena the day. As soon as I walked at the door, and I said, oh, hey, butterflies, you, hi, because it looked like the same one. But there could just be a plethora of them that showed up after the storm, that color floating around. So I put the picture on Facebook to find out what is that flower. And a whole bunch of, first, someone, the reason I put the question on to find out the name was because, first, someone posted a picture back to me and said, Queen, I have that same flower that came up in my yard since the hurricane. She's in Georgia, though. So I found this intriguing now. (laughs) As a scientist and a writer, I found it very intriguing that now here was the same vegetation somewhere else. She's inland. She's nowhere along the coast. And so I then decided, well, let me use Facebook for one of the great things it's worth. You don't have some information? Put it out here. Let's see who has the information to give us. So you'll notice that there's a photo of a flower that I have on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. And I've gotten that the name is a hurricane lily. It's also called a spider lily. It's a lily, okay? They call it the naked lady flower as well. And people have, it's part of the, I think this is how you pronounce it, Amaryllis family. And so it's called surprise lily as well. And so the fact that people call it a hurricane lily makes all kind of sense. Calling it a spider lily is because if you look at the bottom of it, it does look like it has legs and things that would remind you of a spider. And so they, but someone wrote that these are the distant cousins. These hurricane lilies are really distant relatives of the spider lilies, and they only bloom after rains in the early fall. And so I find that it's really fun that this is one of the fun things that have come out of the storm, that we could all do sort of a science project together because there's also been people that have written that they didn't know about this. They didn't know what it was, but they were glad now to know the name of it. When they see it, they know what it is. And so it has been a blessing because you all know I'm a perpetual student. As much as I'm a teacher, I'm a student. And so I love learning new things. And so I loved learning that this flower can grow. I love seeing how this butterfly would land on it and pull the nectar and go and fly high up into the sky above the building 
that we were praying for so much. But I saw that all the signs of life. Like as much as I'm seeing these storms, this Jose that is a Category 1 storm that's right now 75 miles an hour, Maria that is a Category 4 storm that's cutting through islands right now where we're praying that people would be all right. There's about 75 miles per hour plus gusts with it and rainfall and there's storm surge and things like this that's going on that when we think about and look at the signs of the times and the things that are happening through these storms and gives us an opportunity to reflect on what we truly value because when you have to think about evacuating or if I just lost my house, what inside of it is irreplaceable to me? What inside of it is the thing that I would pack up to take with me if I just had to go and leave? What would that be? These are things that once the storm is upon you, you don't have time to think about. So that's why the preparation part is so important. And preparation is not something you can do for a storm or disaster preparedness without finances. Without economic empowerment, numerous communities suffer the most harm because people are unable to leave or those communities do not have the resources to recover as quickly as they need to. There are a couple horrible stories that I posted on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, one of which is the fact that Florida had wastewater treated and untreated that by the gallons, the tons of it spilled in just about every county of Florida as a result of Hurricane Irma. Literally, there's sewage everywhere. And when you have sewage like that everywhere, people don't realize you should not allow your body to be coming in contact with that water. Just like in Texas, many people are sick because of the E. coli contamination and various other things because of sewers that backed up and wastewater that was floating around. And people would go around with weakened immune systems. They get around in the water. They go around, they have open cuts or anything, and they touch that water, get involved, engage in that water, whether they're cleaning it out of their houses or they're wading through it to get to somewhere else. And then it's not just what happens in those hours that the storm relentlessly pushes that water on land or puts or hits you with the wind. But in Texas's case, what they let out the levee on you also like they did in Louisiana, here it is that now it could be the next week, it could be for the next month, people are ill. And that's all because of all of this. That's all because of the E. coli and the bacteria and the human feces and so on that's in the water. That was horrific. The other thing that was horrific but not shocking, and that's why I don't give them any money, is that the Red Cross promised people $400 apiece in Texas and then still didn't give it to them and now have a process whereby people have to to go
go online and fill out forms via computer, and they only have until October the 10th to get those forms submitted online. Once again, go back to finances. Go back to community communal resources. What if you don't know how to use a computer, you don't have a computer, you don't have anywhere in your community or anyone that you know because you're not friendly to anybody that you can work with to access a computer to fill out such forms? What do you do? What if you are still in a water-laden area, you don't own a car and there's no public transportation still coming out there, your infrastructure is damaged, maybe you are on an island where the bridge is not working. If you do have electricity, because electricity goes out, how do you get online and fill out this form within the time frame allotted to get, wow, a whopping $400? Now, realistically, an organization like the Red Cross that's been around as long as it has been, and if you all would like, I could go pull up the date, but you all could do it yourself to find out about the founding date of it. This organization raised $30 million by these same things that are on the Weather Channel and, and people like Kevin Hart and others giving money to them immediately because they don't keep up with the fact that they are notorious for not providing direct resources to the impacted communities, not to the extent of money that they receive. They have $30 million as of the other day, and yet you couldn't release the $400 to each one of the families? That organization is worth billions of dollars. Let's be realistic. It's worth billions of dollars. And so if the organization is worth billions of dollars, you better believe there's no way that they exhaust all resources that they have during every storm. So what about the people who are just in shelters that they could stay in? Because here in Beaver County and many of the other places along the Gullah Geechee Nations Coast, the shelters are also schools. So if the schools reopen, the people have to leave, and they have to fend for themselves. So what about a situation where it would be better off if you go ahead and you pay for some sort of housing for people for a month, give them 30 days, and then reevaluate the case. But you could pay for housing for them for 30 days and then provide them with rations and food and everything like you would have done the shelter, just give them enough to be able to survive on some things. It might not be everything they want to eat, but that's up to them. And then work with some the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program Make sure that people get more SNAP money or emergency SNAP money to buy additional foods with for that 30-day period, and then provide them $1,000 apiece at the end of that 30 days because now hopefully they could have regrouped to move on. Now you have to reevaluate it at the end of 30 days because what if we have another storm like what we have in here now back-to-back-to-back within that 30-day period? It feels like months, y'all. It has not been. Harvey, Lee, Maria, Irma, it has not been months. And these are the ones over here in the Atlantic. That has nothing to do with the other ones that have been in the Pacific, the ones that have gone on and hit, like Katia went on and hit Mexico and things like this. So now when we're talking about resources, 
once the resources are tapped out, like, you know, Southerners, or you like wrestling, so you all know what I mean when I say tapped out. If they are tapped out, then what do you do if you've never been self-sufficient, never been self-determined? These are some of the reasons why people want you not to listen to independent broadcasts, not to engage your mind in truly thinking about these things, and want you to work against yourself, work against your legacy, work against your cultural traditions that say that you can work in the field and ain't nothing wrong with it, that you could plant your own food and harvest it for yourself and for your family. They do not want you to want to do that because you make more money off you if you don't do it, you see. But when there is preparedness, you have to prepare your mind to be the fertile ground to think in advance and be proactive so that when such a time as this comes, you don't have to have all the extra angst which plays on your health as well. So once again, on Gullah Geechee Nation's fan page, I posted it before. I'll be reposting it again this week. And also, if you go to GullahGeecheeNation.com, you can find it there at all times, where we put up different blogs to help you get ready. Gullah Geechee, get ready. So that you have a disaster preparedness checklist. I also have videos at Gullah Geechee TV. You can type in Queen Quet Disaster Preparedness on Google. As for the videos, and you'll see or speak in the Siri. Let Siri find it if she can know what you're talking about with Queen Quet because some of these electric devices don't work like that. Someone gave me one, and, and it don't want to do right. <laughs> okay. And so here it is that you should go ahead, find this info now, prepare. And when we talk about non-perishable goods, stockpiling water, stockpiling bleach, stockpiling vinegar, stockpiling, you know, having a first aid kit. Don't stockpile batteries because they ain't going to last forever. But your non-perishable goods, getting yourself some solar-powered equipment, things that can work, like a flashlight if it can work, solar-powered. Get yourself a crank radio that can work. We have all these military bases around here. If you have somebody that has a card that can get you into a commissary, go ahead in there and get one, or even just get on some of these military sites that they sell military-type things and get a crank radio. And I know you all know the one. Go to Amazon and start looking at what you can buy that's solar-powered and that also can crank by hand so that this way you don't have to always worry about batteries you'll be able to charge them and have them charged with sunlight or with a little bit of elbow grease, all right, man and woman power. And let's get to work with this preparation and staying prepared. More so than anything in the world, please pray up and stay up. Stay woke, as we say. Don't fall asleep. Don't drift off on this. Make sure that you plan and put the things to the side because God willing, their predictions are right, and that Maria will take a turn after she comes up out of these other islands and that she will not head toward this Gullah Geechee Nation coast, God willing, that she will not come anywhere near our coastline at all of any of the four states. But she can do this Fujiwara or she can just keep moving on out there but stay in the Atlantic Ocean away from the coastline 
we still need to be prepared because the season doesn't end until November. So we need to keep that in mind, and we need to keep our family and friends and supporters and all these other islands and all these other locations in prayer. From what I understand as well, another island land, okay, that has a serious meaning for me personally, Nova Scotia, because I stayed up there for a while, that I just found out today that Nova Scotia actually was having forest fires the same way that out in the West Coast of the U.S. was. And so I'm praying for everyone up there in Nova Scotia. I pray that all is well with the folks who ended up in Nova Scotia as British loyalists that are Gullah Geechee and their families have been up there for a few generations. I pray that they're doing well and that everybody up there is doing well and that those fires can get put out and that people can have some normalcy in their lives because all of these things happening at once, earthquakes, hurricanes, wildfires, flooding, landslides, we have witnessed all of this within the last two months. In the last two months, we've seen all of this, and we've seen it, as they would say, from all four corners of the world. I don't believe any area has been unscathed by some sort of one we call natural disaster, and then, as if we needed it, we have some individuals that are out here warring, and so they would like to just add to the negativity of the world. But I truly believe that there are more positive people in the world, and there are people who would be positive, incorrigible is the, is the real word for it, they would be positive if they were around positive people. So I would love it if we could get all of these other people to shift over that don't, you know, that you all kind of float with who you're with, float over to be around nothing but positive people, positive thinkers, praying people, spiritually uplifting people, and let's get the positive energy levels out here to the magnitude that we can push these storms away from land and from human contact and then let us change our individual behavior. I mentioned this on Facebook Live. Change your personal habits, individual habits as you shop. Take your reusable bags. Remind yourself by leaving them in the car, leaving them in the car trunk. If you leave them and you're in stores that allow you to use the boxes from the stores, the ones they've unloaded, use the box instead. Just reuse it. Put your groceries in that. Bring it home. It's just something to carry something in, but don't use the plastic bags. Don't let the plastic bags be around to get out into the water to choke the sea creatures or to end up being something left in the ditch that also over time not break down. Let your styrofoam dishes and all these things that don't break down end up being out here as garbage and trash, and then they end up adding to the negative impacts that humans have had on the earth. And these are things that, again, as I started off at the beginning saying, do affect the warming of the earth that's happening. That's part of the climate change, which is leading to the sea levels rising because the polar ice caps are melting but also the warmth of the water, leading to ocean acidification, which affects our seafood, 
our water then is negatively impacted. If these storms come around because the water is so warm, the storms become more intense and they last longer. And then you have other impacts from the land because things then go back out into the water because of storm surges, because of things on land, especially in very urbanized areas, very packed areas with densities that are incredible with too many buildings and too much concrete and asphalt and no natural soil for things to go in. The water can't go anywhere. You have the flooding. You have the sewer systems. They get backed up. That sewage ends up in your water. There goes the seafood industry, but there goes your health. So if you don't care about nobody else on the earth but you, this mess is still for you because all this still connects back to whether you will be well or not and what kind of quality of life you have or not. So let us think about that. Let's think about our physical health. Let's think about our financial health because, of course, with all of these storms, everybody knows this. People are price gouged. People have upped the price on gasoline. They have done everything imaginable to boost the economies in areas where the storms are. The stock market rallied. <laughs> the stock market went up because of the storms, because so many things are going to be purchased now to rebuild all these homes and to rebuild all these cities and to redo these systems. But there could have been preventative measures, and a lot of this be where it is now, or as intense and bad as it is. And especially if we who are righteous people would speak up, speak out, speak into existence a positive healed world, positive energy. I believe we could change this. We could reverse this tide. We can have a Fujiwara effect, but instead of just spinning it around, let's spin it out. Let's let it dissipate altogether. The same way we see these storms come up and then they dissipate altogether. But let's not dissipate from our memories the coming together of people to help one another Let's not have to be reactive. Let us be proactive and have some love out here for everybody all the time and help folks out before somebody has to predict a storm is coming. So I definitely want to take some time to open up the phone lines for anybody that might be out there tonight listening that you want to share something. Maybe you're in one of the zones that's trying to recover right now. The phone number is 347-324-3903, 324-3903. And so right now I'm still looking at what's happening with what's going on or what on the chilling yeti the going on and thing like that with these storm and thing what's going on right now. And so as we look at this, we see that we still have Jose as a hurricane, still a Cat 1, and we have Maria who is a Cat 4. And at 8 o'clock, as you all heard before, when this show ends, if you go to Weather Channel on your TV or weather.com on your computer, you'll be able to, or your cell phone, you can find out more details on what the current situation is in terms of any updates that's happening. Because right now, as I'm on the air, Hurricane Maria is going through, going through a number of islands right now. And so definitely want to 
be aware of what is happening here and what's happening in other parts of the world before it gets to you. So, again, pray but prepare. Pray but prepare. So as you pray, be in active mode of preparation. Uh, Folks up in the Northeast, I'm glad for all of you who let me know that you did take the words to the wise and that you got some supplies. So definitely appreciate you because that way I know my living is not in vain when I mention these things to people and they go ahead and they listen, they follow up, and they let me know they appreciate it. So thank you, all of you who listen to the broadcast on Facebook Live and you said that it's going to help you to make a decision and change the way that you do things, I really appreciate that as well because otherwise if ain't nobody listening but me, I could just assume just keep everything to myself and just do with it what I need to do for me only. But I just know that God called me to do something different. And so I'm praying that God has some other people out here in the vineyard working as well. And so... Here it is that right now I'm looking at a number of these things because before I signed off, I wanted to give folks an update in case this is your only means of knowing what's going on out here right now with these storms. Hurricane Jose, it's a Category 1. That's the one that's up in the northeast of the United States right now. Coming up is still also hitting against the Outer Banks of North Kakalaki. So we're praying for folks up that side as well. As we know, it's a lot of coastal erosion going to happen, a lot of coastal damage happening because of Jose for the past couple of days. And Lee is now a tropical depression. It's still just sitting out there in the Atlantic. It's not affecting land or anything. Norma and Otis are the other two. No, not your cousin Otis. Um, Norma and Otis were the other ones that were in the East Pacific. They're now tropical storms. They're no longer hurricanes or anything. They're not hurricanes or anything. They're tropical storms. They remain tropical storms. But Maria is the one to keep an eye on because it is a Category 5 as of right now. It is a Category 5. It is 160 miles per hour winds. The pressure is 929 millibars, and it's moving west-northwest at 9 miles per hour. So I'm looking at one thing that said it was Cat 5, and I'm like, why does this thing want to tell me it's Cat 5? And when I clicked on Cat 5, it said a Cat 4, and as soon as I raised my head, I'm looking at another screen that confirms it is a Cat 5 now. It has risen in intensity while we have been here during the broadcast. So definitely our prayers go out and go up for all the people in Puerto Rico and Guadalupe, Martinique, Grenada, all of these areas that right now are dealing with the rain and the wind and everything of this Cat 5. Our hearts go out, our prayers go out to the entire set of folks out in the Leeward Islands, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, because it's unimaginable looking at many of the photos. It's hard to believe. And I would hope, I, I, you know, in one hand, I'd want to slap the person. I'm going to tell you all the truth if they did this. But I would rather, if somebody could come back to me and say, no, these pictures of Barbuda and these other pictures, this is Photoshop. I really wish somebody would come tell me that. I really wish somebody would tell me that, no, nah, no, they just messing around. You know, these weren't really true that all the vegetation's gone off the island and that they took all the people off the island. 
I really wish somebody would come tell me that's not true, but I don't expect to wake up from the dream and find out that reality is that it never happened. The reality is we have to prepare. This is not play-play. This is a real deal, y'all. So you got some time um, right now. The storm is over the island of Dominica, and it is a cat five. It is a cat five. And so definitely please make sure that you go to GullahGeecheeNation.com, get that disaster preparedness checklist, get all the items you can off of there, and be prepared. Keep an eye out on Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page and at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. That's G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E, Gullah Geechee on Twitter, because those are the areas where we are consistently posting to you as often as we can to give you updates when the new information comes out while we also give you updates on really under-overstanding things like the Fujiwara effect, storm surge, you know, the the types of things that flash flood warnings, uh, what's the difference between a hurricane watch and a hurricane warning. These are the kinds of things that we've been posting so that we can make sure that our global community, our global community of supporters and fans and family, wherever you're traveling, that you're well aware. And I want to send out a special prayer for Brother B.J. Dennis. He was down at IT, not sure if he's made it back to the Gullah Geechee Nation. Our prayers are there to cover him as the storm approaches that area of Haiti and Dominican Republic. As they're looking at the Lesser Antilles, Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, Dominican Republic, Haiti, all those areas right now being places where it's going to be an abundance of rain. And let us rain down prayers and positivity, and we can overpower any storm. The biggest preparation is being right with God. So I pray that we would do as our song said, get right with God and do it now. Get right with God. He will show you how. And so we definitely... Pray for the family. Pray for this journey. And give thanks that God be with we. And we be Gullah Geechee, anointed people. So thank you, thank you, all of the children for joining me this evening. Right here from Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. We're so glad that Hunter taught them not robbery, but tune in to We Show. This year, the Queen Quet had upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation, praying that we want to keep on broadcasting from right here upon We Island for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station, and that when we do this your broadcast, that Hunter going be right on her for Yeti We, and so that Hunter can take these your words upon Hunter's journey. So thank you, thank you to all Hunter children with day out yonder. Be, stay, be safe, but be prepared, and know that here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, we care. So we want you to take care of your families out there and everything. And so, God willing, we have more to share next Monday, 7 p.m., right here upon We Show. Thank you, thank you for tuning in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year, the Queen Quet had upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad you're going to tune in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Share the broadcast with somebody else. And stay strong and be blessed. Thank you.